Hey, Podcast Nation. On today's episode of the Two Brothers Audio Experience, I interview a lifelong friend, Kyle Armour, on politics and general discussion. Enjoy. More Love Nation. Wear our clothes as a reminder that we're the ones who love anyways. When hate is loud, love must be louder. www.morelovenation.com to get your clothes now. Hello, hello, testing. Hey, Podcast Nation. It's been a couple days since I was on the uh, podcast platform. I'm out here in Seattle. I'm visiting some friends and opening, uh, Weirman Media is opening a micro office out here. It's nothing too big, but it's going to be a little micro uh, office. And we're going to be able to use it to do media production, podcast production, and really start expanding out here in this larger uh, network as far as businesses and uh, so forth. So it's really exciting. And I just so happen to have an amazing couple friends uh, Kyle and Jen that are like world-class human beings and I'm sitting down here with Kyle and we're going to discuss some current events so what's up Wearman Media fans so Kyle's going to lean into a little bit of his backstory uh, how we met um, his family story a little bit he has a really cool interesting family uh, it's pretty not only historic but also successful and also full of some uh, ups and downs and drama so it's a really interesting story um, I like to possibly give him two to five minutes here just to give a little bit of an insight into how me and him met and his story so I'm gonna let him do that yeah man so uh, back when I was I'm 26 right now back when I was 23 kind of had a little quarter-life crisis you know and I uh Decided to buy a one-way ticket to Hawaii a month ahead of time and just quit my job and say fuck it you know so uh, you know That's badass stuff. oh yeah it's good takes, stuff takes major kahunas <laughs> so uh, funny enough I met my fiance now Jen um, we had, went on our first date right before this the day after that went on my uh, the day after our first date I bought my one way ticket so I was like oh you know I don't really know this girl fuck it I'm gonna go to Hawaii you know what I mean so you know we hung out for a month and then um, I moved moved down to Hawaii anyway she was gonna come visit me a month later but backtrack a little bit. Um, so yeah, I went to, I found a place on Craigslist, the, uh, the famous, uh, Sierra drive place in Hawaii. Sierra drive. Sierra drive. Three seven Sierra drive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, the first day I met JR, I, uh, uh, got on a plane, found this house. He just happened to be, uh, what was it, the treehouse, right? Yeah, that's where I met the, me and him met Mike Burry, who was the guy that we were renting from. Schmuck. I met, I met him at the treehouse. Schmuck. And that's how, and that Kyle found a Craigslist ad from him, and that's how we met, was in the treehouse, I mean, was in the Sierra house in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I moved down there. It's actually funny because remember I got kicked out the first day. <laughs> he was trying to be a douchebag. He wanted like the landlord was sexually predicated against women. He wanted to only have women in the house. So yeah, and he would let uh, women blow him for money and shit like that. It was terrible. Yeah, terrible, terrible environment. So at first, yeah, but, but it was a blessing in disguise. Kyle yeah. showed up and I was like there by myself. I was the only one in the house at the time. I was actually going through some difficult th- things with my business uh, and getting out of some of the jail I had to deal with, and it was a really difficult time. So so it was really nice to meet Kyle and have someone that was so authentic. And my favorite quality about him is his authenticity. So let's go ahead and lean into a little bit more of uh, your backstory on how you um, got to where you are in Seattle and like your family's backstory in Seattle. Yeah. The Armor Crest. Yeah, he, has the armor amazing, crest. he has an amazing armor background. His family's the Armors and they have really cool stories. Like Under Armour. So you're not like Armour. Everyone thinks I'm French when they look at the spelling, you know. 
Yeah, armor. Like <laughs> armor. 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 Like, it's how it's spelled in like Europe and stuff, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, like, so born and raised in the Seattle area. Um, I love it here, but born it's great place. So um, my dad actually opened up a pub called JJ Mahoney's Irish Pub. Shout out, Remen Washington. Shout out to JJ Mahoney's. Oh yeah, yeah, right here. I got my yeah, we're going to get as much love for the Mahoney restaurant as possible. Oh, we're yeah. going to stop in there again before we fly out. It's based off of my great-grandfather, um, from who migrated from Limerick, Ireland in their um, late 1800s. Moved here from um, Ireland and um, joined the Marines, actually, in the U.S. military as an Irish immigrant. So that's basically what the whole story is based off of. What my dad, you know, it was seven, 16 years ago. And um, it was during, it was a 2004, it was during the Mad Cow disease, and one of his best friends from San Diego moved up and opened this place called the Ribeye Grill, and it went completely under. So my dad had, a, had the money, and, and his business was going under, and he was like, fuck it, let's, let's, uh, let's make this pub. Let's make it after my great-grandfather, I've been wanting to do it for a while, so... You know, he traveled all around Ireland. He went to Boston, did all his work, research, and now it's been a thriving family-owned business for 16 years now. So, yeah. And you've traveled all over the world with him too, right? Yeah. I've been you've to, done a lot of traveling. Yeah, I've I mean. been to 14 different countries all around Europe, Paris, uh, Switzerland, uh, South Africa. Uh, where else have I been? Just all, yeah, just all over Italy, Rome, all that stuff. I just love your story and your family background because for me, a big part of my experiences and growing and having my perspective in life, I say my perspective is my most valuable tool, but traveling brings me that perspective mm-hmm. and the insight and awareness to like different cultures, and absolutely, different, different ways of living, absolutely. And I think it's really powerful. It is. It's it's one of the. I mean, that's one thing that I'm super super blessed for. My dad was a bachelor. You know, my parents divorced at like five or four. And every Christmas break, Thanksgiving break, he had us. He'd just be like, "All right, guys, let's go, let's get going." And I've, I've, that's most of a lot of who I am nowadays. You know what I mean? From all that travel, especially at a younger age, it's cool stuff. That's badass. Oh yeah, yeah a big part of our story and how we connected is just that. Just was- traveling, just kind of just doing our thing, just just not having a plan and just doing it. You know, that's kind of only way you have to. If you don't do it now, the early age, you never will. Never will. Never will. Yeah. So yeah, so at, after all that, me and Kyle met, and uh, I, I just have mad respect for authenticity. One of my favorite qualities at Weirman Media, we talk about being vulnerable, and we talk about being authentic. And I think Kyle's one of the most authentic people I've ever met. And a lot of people, are too. <laughs> a lot of people, it makes it hard to make friends with that. I can relate because when you are authentic and real, and you're not someone that like flippy flops for people just to make them happy and not cause friction. I lean into who I am, what I'm about, and I, if you don't love me, okay, and, but there's just as many people that will, so I really appreciate you. Since I've met you, you've always been one of the most authentic people I've met. Well, that's why we clicked, man, because we're both, you know, well, it's one of the first things you ever said to me is, I don't have that many friends, man, you know, because you know people don't like me as much because I'm just myself. I'm like, dude, fucking same here. <laughs> it's so powerful, too, yeah. because I think a lot of people don't, they're afraid to be themselves. They're afraid to be who they are and what they're about. And Especially then, like, this year in general, just nowadays how diverse our, you know, our entire country is right now. And it's like, yeah, it's it, people can't be who they want to be. It's all about, it's all political scam almost at this point you know what i mean thanks for being with us audience and at the end of the day it's never right it's never wrong what we talk about is always about just sharing stories and our perspectives and it's not always about being right and wrong what we talk about at women media is always about our perspective so i just want to say thanks for being with us and then i want to lean into um also 
what you think about what's going on with some of the current political landscape. So I've had people on the show previously. Shout out to my friend Derek Smith. Shout out to all the people that come on the show. Shout out to Mike P. Shout out to Amanda Don. Shout out to my brother Isaiah Soul. Shout out to uh, Nate Peltier. Shout out to all of you. Um, I've had great perspectives about, brought forward, but I'm always about bringing other people's perspectives forward. And I think you're really aware and you have a lot of intelligence and value to share with these people in our audience that we have watching or listening. And um, I just want to hear your perspective on more government versus less government, because in general, that's the topic. And I think less government is the solution because I, my whole life, have made decisions, failed, made mistakes, learned and grown, but I've had the freedom to fail and succeed. So I, I view rigid bureaucracy, more government as the enemy and the diff- it's like a, a government that makes everything yes. and controls everything as the issue. So I want to hear what you have to say on that. In my opinion, that's kind of the problem with our generation in my, you know, right now going on, it's all about kind of, you know, I mean, not to get super, super political here, but I'm more of a Republican, you know, because I think that the Republican Party is less government and the Democratic Party is more government. Democratic Party wants to control you a lot more than the Republican Party. Republican Party is all about independence. You know what I mean? And nowadays, it's like, I don't know, when I was a kid, for example, like my fiance brought this up, is nowadays you can't even bring a peanut butter, at least in Washington. I don't know what it is like in any other states um, or in this King County area. You can't even bring a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to, um, to school as, as a kid in elementary school because they're so scared that someone's going to have an allergy. And it's like, you know, if you do have an allergy, for example... You get sick from it one time, and in, in in that way, you learn to be more cautious. And like, I think that this new era of our generation is just sheltering these kids and not letting them learn from them their own mistakes. You know what I mean? False environments is one yeah. of my most important topics I want to talk about. Mm. Like when COVID hit, your great point, Kyle. False environments. The kids need to start being plugged into the real reality as soon as possible, so that when they turn eighteen or nineteen or twenty. They're not plugged into this real world and mm. having been in a false fabricated environment their whole life. And then all of a sudden they have to like be thrown into this real world and difficult situations. So for me, it's a big topic about false environments. We need to not have government create false environments and give people fish. We need to teach people to fish. And the ones that don't ever want to fish or eat, they should just never fish or eat. Like if I, I, I am not a proponent of giving anything away. I'm not a proponent of... Um, more government which makes decisions for you and makes your life easier because truly the growth and optimization of a species comes from conditioning and fitness absolutely it comes from struggle strife and and then overcoming it so i don't think giving away anything to anyone is it's just way of feeding the problem it's like giving a drug addict more drugs yeah absolutely so so he doesn't have any more withdrawal or something you have to fail first to succeed you know Always, and yeah. you touched on that with your dad, and yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. And with that's my... how I was raised, and I'm sure I'm you were Papa Weirman. <laughs> I'm sure he raised you the same way. <laughs> Shout you out know? to a better craftsman, <laughs> Papa Weirman. Exactly, you know, and that's a big, that's another, you know, the same topic here is. Um, especially in Seattle, it's a lot more like this. The, the parents—that's the biggest issue now, right now because the, I have I have a lot I have a lot of friends my age um, that are you know that are parents and the, and you know really hardcore to the left. In my, and, and just to get the record straight, I'm not a straight Republican or a straight um, Democrat. I lean more to the right. Um, yeah. But I think that being too far on either side is really toxic. When you lose the balance, when you lose the balance, 100%. you don't have the you don't have the um, ability to open minded yeah, look at to something. Think for I'm, yourself. Yeah, like I can be blue and red on topics i'm not one or the other yeah. i can choose both there's no one that truly be- actually believes every single side every single thing to one side and that in that case you're just a puppet for the it's for the that to that party yeah extreme. yep 100 percent agree yeah. with you balance. exactly balance exactly 
Yeah, I agree. So I call that purple politics on our show, and I talk about being purple. Where I, especially when you get into business, you learn a lot about that. Because if I'm serving someone that's red or blue, I can't jump in and have these bound. I have to have boundaries where I can say, okay, I have this opinion. But then I realize at the same time, it's like it's not about being right and wrong. It's about just being open to growth and optimization in our government in general, the more government there is, it shows they fail at spending money. They fail at getting things done. They fail at making decisions for the people. We, the people can make better decisions for ourselves than anyone. So when they have $3.1 trillion, I don't see that as not enough money for them to be thriving. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so I'm not about more not more government. Any, well, kind of kind of on that same topic too, especially in Seattle because we are one of the most liberal. Us, the whole west or whole West Coast is super liberal, you know. Um, but thanks, like, Amanda, for listening. <laughs> Wait, I lost my train of thought. Uh, you were talking about Seattle being liberal. Yeah, no, right before that, what were you saying? I was just talking about the fact that. I don't think more government is the solution and that they are terrible with spending. Yeah, okay, no, So, and also, so when it comes to these politics, too, it's the emotion that people... You There's a certain type of emotion that you have to bring when it comes to these kind of discussions. In Seattle, in the more liberal area, people get so emotional about every little thing you talk about. You have to be so politically correct. And it's so frustrating because... Nowadays, you can't you can't have a conversation with anyone about these topics that are too far to the left or too far to the right because they get pissed off and they get emotional. You know, for example, on Facebook, Thanks you post for being with us, Jake. You, you, on Facebook, you post something that's like somewhat confront, uh, confrontational, and you just get these people that you know they have they have the Facebook microphone, is what I like to call it. Yeah, and they know, do these huge novels of just facts, and it's like, how do you reply to something like that? What you do is is you you say one thing is something you disagree with and wait for a reply. That's how a conversation works what we're doing right you don't it's like me just reading an entire pair like a whole two pages to you that's not how a conversation works that's not how you're going to get your idea across so this is a great point i want to lean into i talk about all the time at women media some of the most valuable traits a human being can have and we need to invest in our schools is emotional iq and emotional control Robert Kiyosaki, shout out to one of my favorite books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. When emotions go up, intelligence goes down. Yep, absolutely. That's a reality. So if you have emotional IQ and control, it helps you remain calm and stable and live in qualitative and quantitative scientific facts and reality. But if I start to get emotional, I make irrational, impulsive decisions, and I'm not able to articulate, be mature, responsible, and in control of my words, my actions, and how I'm behaving. So I think that's a great point there. And then number two, I think another great point you made is simply the people in America are never listening. People are always caught up in right and wrong. What I say is one of my favorite slogans. They're ready to say what they're, they're all, they're not listening to you. All they're doing is thinking about what they're going to say next, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So like, if you think about Americans, they all think they're right. When I say that quote, I say at our show, it's not right. It's not wrong. It's our perspective. That's because ego is right and wrong. And when I'm just simply neutral, like we sit here and talking right now, I'm listening to what you're saying. And I'm like, okay, that could make sense. And then I'm auditing and inspecting what I believe in thinking, okay, he might have a valid point. How can I grow and move forward more optimized from his perspective? That is being neutral and open to optimization and growth. And I think a lot of people egotistically are never listening because they think they have it right. They're married to their perceptions, ideas, and beliefs, and that is scary. Being married to your beliefs and perceptions is scary. Not ever willing to like listen to someone else and change what your perceptions are. I personally like being proved wrong. 
you know too. what I mean? It's like, it, it makes I'm you wait. You're like, whoa, okay. Well, that makes more sense. I never thought about it from that perspective. You know, it's like being proved wrong is, is, is a growth. It makes you a stronger person, a more, more intelligent, intelligent person. So, like, yeah. if you share something, that's why I love the podcast that does yeah. this. You just touched on such great points, Kyle. Yeah. Was the dialogue, listening to each other. That's why I love the podcast because you talk, I listen to your perspective. Yeah. And it's forced me since we started doing this to listen and be more calmer in conversations with people, even when I'm having serious, intimate conversations with guys that are talking about, like discrimination against my brother, big topics, like deep emotional topics, people calling me a racist, white supremacist, Trump supporter, people threatening my brother, things like this. I've been able to stay calm and have open dialogue and remain emotionally in control because of the podcast. And it forces me to also realize this is dialogue. A lot of times you get in groups of people and they're all talking and we don't get the ability to do what we're doing right here. Yeah, absolutely. So I really appreciate you being open and uh, authentic and like willing to come on because a lot of people I talk to, like they're not willing to be on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and it's just, in my opinion to you on that, it's like, I love Thanks everyone. Thanks for joining us. I don't care if you're like, if you're a transgender, if you're gay, if you're a hardcore liberal, if you're a hardcore, hardcore um, Thanks, conservative. I just like, if you, if you're nice to me, I'm nice to you kind of thing, you know? And if you want to hear what I want to say, I want to hear what you want to say. You know, that's just how, that's just how it goes. And that's, I think that our generation especially is, has lost that in America. And it's just like, it's sad. You know what I mean? It really is because this is a, this is kind of a new norm and it shouldn't be. I hope it changes one day. I hope it doesn't keep on going this way and getting worse and worse in this country, you know? Yeah, I think it all comes back to that show we were watching the other night about how people are not auditing and inspecting. So at Weirman Media, we have the girl steps. Number one is to audit and inspect my beliefs, my actions, and my income. So like if I'm believing something, don't I don't I like to always look at why I believe it or why I believe in it and why I trust it or who I trust and auditing it and be like, okay, I'm gonna challenge this skepticism. And then I learn and realize, okay, this might not have been the best belief. But then I'm always auditing and inspecting. I feel like so many people, like on the show we watched the other night, what one was it? Where the guy was going around interviewing people and they just had no rational fleckus talks austin fletcher on youtube shout out to the that guy he had a great show we watched and all the people had really no they hadn't really audited or inspected or had no real factual evidence they're protesting things they don't know about they're just mad about that's it they're just just, yeah they're pissed off about something they don't even know anything about like it's great and and he's the thing about this yeah he's just so calm and collective he doesn't let people get to him he never raises his voice he's never insulting he's always just like oh well you know he's like this he's this big teddy bear guy he's always like well i'm a pretty nice guy you know i'd really like to just have a conversation with you and everyone's just like fuck you you fascist nazi scum kind of shit you know and then they're talking about equality yeah and equality marches and free speech marches and it's it's like, wait a minute. And then they're yelling at him to get out and not be there. Yeah. Get the hell- Which yeah. is fucking fascism. <laughs> it's the complete opposite. And yeah. it's all emotional. It's all emotional. All of it. So thanks, Robert White, for listening. We greatly appreciate you. Robert White says, watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix to see how you are being manipulated and controlled. That's a great point, Robert. And he also says, shout out to my brother Solomon. I pray for Solomon daily. Thanks, Robert. But I think it's a great point because me and Derek Smith, shout out to Derek Smith. We did an episode recently. If you anyone listened to it, it was on control and slavery because Derek's a black man. And he said he's a Republican. Listen, a lot of people don't realize that the blue party wants to control more people. If you think about slavery. Then what do you think that no one who's black is a fucking Republican? There are so many black Republicans. It's insane. If you equate control, it's it's, it's the blue party. If their day comes where uh, the blue party is making all your decisions and controlling how you live and what you can do and what you can't do, that is the exact same 
principle of slavery. Slavery, they had control over you, your time, energy, and money. That's the same thing if the Blue Party starts making all the choices and drafts legislation that controls where you eat, how you can eat, what you can wear, what you can't wear. That is control, which Social- equates... Socialism. Which is essentially <laughs> yeah. slavery yeah. in a certain ex- to a certain extent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, and it's 100%. remarkable how many people never realize that, that that is control, that is slavery. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not what this country's founded on, you know? No. It's not at all. No. That's so, why it's the greatest country in the world, in my opinion. I agree. In my opinion. I got in a big beef the other day with someone uh, at a hostel. It was a few years ago. I, I said that, and he was from England, and he's like, took it all personal. I'm like, dude, I'm passionate and love America. Everyone comes here for a reason. A lot of people don't want to admit it, but why do so many people come here then? Why do so many people want to come here for college and our education? Why do some people want to come here for the freedom in the marketplaces? Yeah. I just think that, but yes, I, I personally agree in my own opinion, America yeah. is the best. You know, before I lose my train train of thought real quick, I had an Uber. This was a couple months ago, and it was this guy that was born and raised in Vietnam during the Vietnam War with America. Bye, Robert. Um, so this guy, he was, yeah, he was in, he, he was my Uber driver and he was like a 20 minute Uber. So we had some time to talk, you know, and he was just talking to me about how he's a big Republican and he's saying basically these people, especially where I live, people around here are really sheltered in the Seattle area, you know? And he's like, these people don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what it's like to live in a country like Vietnam growing up. America's great. I'm here. I, I, I raised my children here. He moved here. He born and raised and moved here when he was 21 years old. And this guy was a suit. I actually got his number, I think. Um, and he was just telling me about how America is the greatest country in the world because he was able to leave that shithole and come here and make a life for himself and his family. And now he has like grandchildren, you know, it's like it's yeah, it just beyond me that this this rhetoric of especially the far left media, you know, MSNBC, CNN, just it's they're American haters, you it's know? A, yeah. And like, I, it's complaining, right? If you think yeah. about it, everyone always wants to look. I always try and lean into gratitude. It's one of my best things that I can do for happiness and contentment. And in America, we have a lot of opportunity and chances that no one else in the world has. So why sit there and come from a perspective of negativity and complaining? If you're I if there's one thing I will audit the shit out of you more is if you're a complainer. So when all these people are out there protesting, complaining, sorry to say it is not what it's about. Start a podcast, start a nonprofit business, start a small business behind whatever you believe in. Do something about do, it. Take action yeah. per, and organize and be professional. But don't, don't cry like babies and scream in like, the streets <laughs> yeah. and start stuff on fire. That's childlike. That's emotional. And they destroy small businesses, which a lot of them are African Americans in our in our, in our family. Owned. Minority owned, a, a major, a huge. I don't know the exact number in Minnesota, but that's it's, exactly but it's right. huge. I mean, how many Seven Elevens you go you go to where people are Indian that own it? You know, so uh, nail salons, laundry mats, like it's. it's it's a huge topic in the yeah. in the Twin Cities. This just happened. It was like I think eighty to ninety percent of the businesses that were lit on fire were minority-owned businesses. Absolutely, because they come here and they work their asses off harder than us lazy Americans. No offense, that are born and raised in this in this um, country and th- you know want everything handed to them. They know what it's like in those shit countries. People that come from Venezuela in a communist-ass country or socialism country over there, they come over here, they put their heads down and they work their fucking asses off because they know what it's like in the other countries. We're spoiled over here and we don't understand. It. We become babies. We become spoiled rich kids. I've lived with their their parents that live in a mansion for the last thirty years. It's 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 a it's a metaphor, but you know, not, totally. Yeah. Um, it's just we have abundance. I built a moving company from nothing, and I if you want it, if you're willing to do the work and sacrifice and be disciplined and focused, you can turn on a cleaning service, a moving service, a pub, a subway, whatever you want to do, you can turn it on tomorrow, 
And if you sacrifice, like I did, I lived out of the back of the moving truck to build the business up and I turned all the money back into the business and I ended up buying truck, 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 and it built up. We have abundance. We, it, anyone that can't sit here in America and be thankful, like I feel like I'm the most blessed person in the world to wake up healthy in America and have the chances I do to launch Weirman Media, to having had a better moving solution and just be healthy and alive in America. So I think that's a great point. And I think a lot of people in America are just looking for things to complain about. But then at the end of the day, they're not doing anything about it. Like so I challenge everyone to start doing more. Just stop talking less and doing more, like starting a podcast or do something. Yeah. So I love yeah. this stuff. It's amazing. I, the changes in the stuff I've seen, not only in myself, but others since I started this is profound. It's, it's amazing. So don't you think, Kyle, that people in America just like to complain and not take action? That's pretty much that. It's become a new fad. All people do want to complain. They want free stuff. They want free money. They want free housing. And they just complain and riot and... and Protests. I mean, I'm not. I'm not against protesting though, because that's our First Amendment right. But I'm gonna take. I'm gonna retract and take the protesting out of that. But um, you know, yeah, it's just people are spoiled brats nowadays. You know, this are especially this generation entitled. It's, yeah, entitled, entitled as fuck. Absolutely. Yeah. So a big part of what I talk about at Weirman Media is taking action. So the fastest way to gain anything is to do. So like my life at 29 where I am, I don't think I'd have any of the insight, knowledge or perspective I share online without having done everything. So like if I picture the fastest way someone could get to where I am, it's just by saying yes more and saying no less. I said yes to traveling. I said yes to facing fear. I said yes to sculpting. I said yes to living out of a Subaru. I said yes to a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't have, but it ended up working out amazing. So Absolutely. I think at Weirman Media, we talk about taking action and developing the strategy through that action. And I think that is a big part of this conversation is about taking action, doing something about what it is you are passionate about and whether it's pursuing your passion for profit. So then you can use that money to do good and make change. Or if you want to just start a nonprofit and use that in podcast or whatever it is to do good and make the change that you want to see. But at the end of the day, if I just the guy in the comment section that's making comments on Twitter and Facebook and then being and hating on people, trolls, trolls, and then not doing anything at the end of the day, it really says a lot more about me and my insecurities, my shortcomings, my defects, and my lack of self-confidence and humility and my lack of willingness to take action and go do something about what I'm complaining about. And it, to me, it's like a child. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So yeah, I think it's great uh, first episode here. We just uh, we're gonna go look at some offices shortly. I appreciate Kyle's an amazing uh, guy. His him and his uh, fiance are actually opened their space to us here for Weirman Media, and now we're gonna go lock in an office space. So we look forward to doing more episodes with you, Kyle, and leaning into your stories and perspective and yeah, also sure. your, also your dad's yeah yeah absolutely so i appreciate you being on the show and uh once again folks it's not right it's not wrong at women media it is simply our perspective nice that was easier than i thought you killed it i was really nervous you at did first. great <laughs> i just you motherfucker you put the live on there because you were going smooth <laughs> I know, yeah yeah that was fun actually I had a good time doing that that was great Weirman Media, using the written word, photo, and video to elevate the level at which we operate, cooperate, communicate, and create, hoping that by sharing powerful, authentic, fictional stories in a vulnerable, creative, cultural-relevant fashion, we can bring hope while helping our species overcome the complexities of growth in order for us to unite rather than fight, gaining awareness as well as perspective, moving forward together, working via humility and openness understanding each other's ambiguities, collectively operating in a cohesive, flexible fashion. 
eliminating our threats, and inventing the new realities of tomorrow. Because none of us are right, none of us are wrong, it is simply our perspective.